0: Hey, want some original dungeon adventures? Would you like them all to fit on one piece of letter-sized paper? You seem like you're pretty much on the level, so I'll let you in on a secret. Head over to patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers and join the $25 tier to get monthly one-page dungeons in addition to a bunch of other rewards. Patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers.
1: If I tried to just smash this thing... Hey, Koza... I'm sorry. Koza... Koga, I mean, Koga, settle settle down. Um.
2: This is Quid Pro Role, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of
3: unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world.
2: Well, hi, listener. Welcome to the Daily Cryer listening show where all the news and varying and beyond can make its way well, right to you. Um, uh, well, that's a tough one. Well, last time, the group made their way through the fog, finding themselves at a familiar X-tree archway. Solinar chose to finally dig under the X Found a crystal fairy skeleton. A grim token of treasure, though, when he buried it back, a curious crystal flower grew from the mound. He took that, and off they went to. Oh. I knew him, too. Alden. He. I can only imagine how. My mother wasn't the only person to raise me. They say it takes a village and with child Nelson, darn near took a second one too. Anyway, Ma had to run the ranch a lot and to keep me out of trouble, she had her friend Micaiah look after me. I'll always remember their wispy red skin, how warm I felt, just being nearby and the faint crackling in their chest I could always hear. And how secure I felt in that barn, drawing on the wood with the first piece of chalk I'd ever seen while a storm raged outside. I remember it was red chalk. I didn't know at the time that a storm that powerful would be deadly to their kind. They knew. And they still went out to fix something. I don't remember what. Ma always said they saved a lot of lives that night. Now, I remember being angry. I remember saying some stupid things I remember being sad And thankfully Past all of that I remember being loved And loving back I think grief Is the price we pay for truly loving someone And you know what worth every coin adios friend
3: where we last left off the adventure you all had been standing in the glade of the nymphs discovering that it had been destroyed for lack of a better term and strewn with the bodies of both the Fey and fallen Boros soldiers. You had only a little bit of time to investigate before coming across the body of Alden, the last metallic dragon in Virion. The mist being the fading away of his body. You're not sure how long he's been there, but you know he's not there anymore.
1: Um... Uh, I don't think this is good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, um, what's the scene around him?
3: So the scene around him, the original space was a platform, more or less, of hard rock that was surrounded by crystal clear water in almost a half moat. That Behind him, there had been two clear waterfalls that fed into the spring that surrounded him. That's all there, but the water is more ominous. There's this mist that hangs over it, and the light doesn't filter into this holy space the way that it previously did. The atmosphere that this space had of being sanctified is just absolutely gone. The grass, previously green, now looks like a blue-gray color.
4: No, Alita, I'm so sorry.
3: She's just catatonically staring at the moment.
0: Boat says nothing, but immediately starts sort of walking around, trying to investigate to see, try to piece together exactly how everything played out.
3: Yeah. Boy, howdy.
5: Johannes walks over to Alita, and he kind of like puts his arms around her shoulders for a brief moment. And then... Uh, takes off his uh his little cape and he puts it over puts it over she
3: is going to kind of like reach and like sort of like touch his hand as he does it in a gesture of like gratitude but she's just vacant right now Mm -hmm. boat roll what are what are you looking for and what are you trying to roll here
0: uh, just like looking around, uh, sort of in like a CSI fashion of trying to get clues to piece together exactly sort of what the order of events was. All right. I mean, maybe a survival role, maybe maybe an investigation role.
3: Start with an investigation and we'll see what we can do from there.
0: Sounds like Jazz Tamarind is on the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, Indeed, Jazz Tamarind is on the case because I rolled a one.
3: Oh. My God. Well... Boat, you are fairly confident that he died of some form of dragon tuberculosis.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Completely natural causes.
0: Well, the problem no, is... I'm no in, foul play. I'm in
4: such shock that I'm not thinking straight.
3: That's what it is.
4: I think the best part of that as the theory is that it would make sense that the Barozian Empire was able to get in after Lord Alden died naturally of tuberculosis. As mm-hmm. opposed to getting in and being part of killing him. Clearly, yeah, once
0: clearly once he died, the magical protections on this glade fell, allowing them to sneak inside. Exactly. He
3: died of a sudden dragon heart attack. Mm-hmm. He didn't get much exercise in the glade, and his his heart was weakened. He
0: had a
1: horde attack.
3: Oh my god, no. Koza, what are you doing, bud?
1: Koza is looking... At how trying to figure out how long it's been like, how long have things been decaying for?
3: You would be the expert on that. Go ahead and roll either a nature or an arcana check, whatever is higher.
1: Okay, that's a 15.
3: A 15 on what? Uh, nature. All right, naturally. So you are familiar enough with dragon physiology to know that dragon death tends to have a magical effect on the space around them, provided the dragon is old enough and powerful enough. Given the volume of mist and your expected age of Lord Alden, this has probably been happening potentially months, certainly longer than weeks.
1: Uh um uh
3: he's um I don't wanna get gross, but you can start seeing bone.
1: Okay. And there's also I mean it's probably the same for the um the Borean dudes, right? Soldiers. This
3: yeah, one. the Bo- the Borean soldiers are having a much grosser time returning to the loam than Alden is.
4: Well, also there hasn't been a whole lot in the way of things like scavengers, right?
3: not that you have been able to tell and certainly not affected on Alden yeah point of order Koza are you going to do anything specific while you're investigating this what do you mean are you going to look at the ground are you going to touch the body are you going to check the water anything like that
1: are you are you going to use mushrooms um I mean I think the answer is a little bit of all the above Because I'm partially just looking to see what sort of stuff has grown in the... Because, like, if there's parts of the body that are in the water, I'm kind of looking at those and comparing how they've deteriorated to other areas.
3: Um, So while there are parts of the body in the water, it does appear that the deterioration is going outward from what you have seen is a large wound in his body and it seems to be like this dissolving situation rather than a rotting situation um and it is completely indifferent to whether or not the body is exposed to air water whatever you are noticing however that the grass and any flora that is around him is blackening and receding from him
1: uh um he's been dead for months uh, he's
3: been dead for months, you guys. We couldn't have helped him if we tried. <laughs>
4: That's true. It's a, it's a hell of a way to break that news, buddy. Um, oh, I, um,
1: did, should I should I have said something different? Um, well, he, uh, I guess he's not so much as rotting as um as dissolving. <laughs> no, that shouldn't have said that either. Uh, I'm I, gonna go over here. I <laughs> I tell
4: you what, Koza uh I was I was going to go where the ground is a little bit softer and a little more loamy, and I was going to start digging a a very, very exceptionally oh, this is gonna be a lot of digging, a very large grave site. Uh because I think that's what's proper here, and then additionally It's possible that putting him to rest will help the villagers with their fog problem.
3: You're going to try and bury an ancient silver dragon? There's a lot
0: of digging to do. You bury a fog machine, there ain't no more fog.
3: Honey, how how are you going to move the dragon into the hole?
0: Well, if he's dissolving, then we just really have to get some pipes or slides or tarps... And eventually he'll flow right on into the hole. Gravity. Ah. Gross. Boat, uh, Boat walks up to Lord Alden's body, shaking his head, just uh, uh, hanging it sort of in sadness over the loss of this majestic creature. And he reaches out and uh, grabs something off of uh, Alden's neck and says, there's no two ways about it this is terrible and then he holds up what he grabbed and says on a scale of one to ten
3: (laughs) roll a constitution saving throw for me absolutely eleven as you pull the scale from his neck like an absolute sociopath he's um, dead alita is right there um, you're going to hear a sizzling sound and feel a burning sensation across your hand.
0: Ah, oh, son of a...
3: You are going to take four damage. All right. Notably, for acid damage.
0: Just as I suspected, Lord Alden has been the victim of an acid attack, whether from inside or outside. Look at my hands. Uh...
3: Who wants to roll a medicine or gonna check on that? Me. Perfect. I can't think of a better candidate.
5: Yeah, so uh, 14 minus one is a 13. It's actually high enough.
3: I'm kind of impressed. Thank you. You are able to tell that that is black dragon acid.
5: My God, Boat. This is black dragon acid. The only, the only thing capable of having this type of acid is a black dragon, but
0: immediately looks up at the canopy uh, to see if it uh, there. Like it looks like a giant creature has flown down.
3: Uh, Roll in investigation, perception. What what is, what is?
4: I'm actively looking. So
3: Na- I, nature.
4: I, I feel like. Perception would be like looking at this space. Nature would be knowing if trees grow like that. I don't know. Wait, now, if we were, if I was tracking
0: an animal, we might make it a survival check. If I'm like looking to see if any branches are broken.
3: I will take survival. Survival seems like a good compromise.
0: Um, It wasn't a good enough compromise because I rolled a six.
3: So while you don't know, there is a large opening in the canopy overall.
0: So, a black dragon could have flown down, threw acid all over Lord Alden, and then flew away. And we would never have known it. And it's possible that he was working with the Borosian soldiers.
3: Lord Alden or the suspected black dragon?
0: The, the black dragon, Alina. <laughs> okay.
3: Wait. That wasn't Alina, that <laughs> was the voice of the sky. The Alina's eyes- not going to have that level of sarcasm at this point.
5: Johannes grabs one of the Borosian soldiers and he like uh, holds him up, and his like torso separates and falls apart. He's just holding the like just the top of him. And he's like, "You mean these Borosian soldiers'
0: boat? Those are the Borosian soldiers. I mean, the ones who are falling apart."
1: Guys. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll I'll take that.
0: Here you go. Guys. Have they also been dead for months? Yes. Well, I mean, yeah.
3: <laughs> how."
1: Yeah. because has been collecting, like, the Borosians into a big Trying pile. to not
3: turn this into a corpse party. Good God. Well,
6: I mean, you just put a ton of corpses in here. That's like.
5: It seems like the opposite of not turning it into a corpse party.
0: Yeah. Here. I'm sure when the soldiers were standing over Gettysburg, they were like, let's not talk about all the bodies.
4: <laughs> Solinar stops digging for a minute and he's like, what do you mean, Borosian? Those are Borosian soldiers? Look, they've yeah. got the Borosian crest on them. Oh, my God. It's right is, here. Is that what that looks like? Mm-hmm. A big B.
3: That's not the Barosian <laughs> crest. The Barosian crest, if you look on your maps and your handouts that I gave you, is going to be a coat of arms with two dragons.
5: I bet one it's of them's a right the black here. dragon. It says B for Baros Barosia. It's B for black dragon. It's B for Barosia. Mm-hmm.
4: B for bad guys. Just B. Oh my gosh. Just just
1: B.
5: Look. This this is not good. Correct. The black dragon yeah. came in and threw acid. And then all these Barosians are also here, which is probably not good. And then not only that, but we don't know where Scary Fairy is. And not only not only that, but we don't know where Cole is. And not only not only that, but the whole rest of the village, too, including that one very sassy shopkeep.
3: You won't remember key plot points, but you will remember that one time that an apothecary owner was mean to you. Yeah, she
5: said that I didn't look good. Are you kidding me? Hey, look, here's the deal. Uh, I don't know if you're a leader or a voice in the sky right now. Voice
3: in the sky. But if, if so- I sound like I have any emotion in my voice, I'm probably just me.
5: If somebody insults your appearance, then it sticks with you for a long time. But if somebody yes, gives you a, a nice warm compliment, you might forget by the time you have your appearance insulted. So everybody out there just give each other warm compliments because they're they're the right thing to do. I think we
0: need to be very concerned that uh, Cole is gone because he had that demon soul inside him, and I don't think it's a coincidence that these Barosian soldiers and their buddy the Black Dragon came, and he's gone.
3: As you have this conversation about Cole, you begin to hear a jangling sound coming from a little bit closer to the entrance of the glade. The mist (laughs) makes it difficult to see much, but you can hear it distinctly.
4: Jacob Marley. Uh, no. <laughs> Solenar casts aside the shovel, which by the way, I I rolled for digging and it was a 4. So he's he not made a,
0: like any progress. Does casting aside the
4: shovel require
6: somatic gestures?
4: Uh yes, yeah. it does require Eat.
6: somatic gestures. It requires no, ver-
4: no verbal. verbal components. It requires verbal components cuz he's cursing right now. Uh Solinar is going to stealth on over to the jangling noise.
3: All right, roll for me. 17. So the jangling sound as you get closer gets more and more cacophonous. You're going to see, as you get closer to this figure, it appears to be an older woman, hunched over, wearing a large pack that is filled with trinkets of various odds, ends, shapes, and sizes. She appears to be going through the bodies left behind and the space looking for something.
1: Um, hello. I was hoping I could use those bodies.
3: So, Solinar stealthed. Koza did not. Um, living the best life. Um, the figure is going to get up a little bit and turn towards Koza. You notice that she has one eye and her other eye appears to be just this pearlescent orb. She's going to turn... And who are you? Um,
1: oh, I. um... I'm Koza, who are you?
3: I go by many names. What brings you here, Koza? Compulsion?
1: I'm, I'm sorry, so you... Um... Many names. Free will, perhaps. M- many. Is many names what I call you?
3: I could not truly care less. But do tell me what brings you here. Uh, um,
1: well, um, many names. Uh, we were just hoping to see a friend? Is that you, Ford? Were we friends? Uh, real
4: quick. Well, while, while Koza is stammering, Solinar. Is going to cast message, point it at Koza, and go. You moron! That's the Baba Yaga. Um, who?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she says out loud. Oh yeah.
5: Johannes <laughs> walks out of the out of the glen, and he goes, "Oh hello."
3: Hello. My we n- have many guests today. We go by many guests.
5: <laughs> My name is Johannes. What's yours?
3: As I told your friend, mm-hmm. there are many names I've gone by.
5: The oh, boat wh- boat comes out of the your, Glen. <laughs> what's oh your, God! What's your favorite name, ma'am? Hello, ma'am.
3: What brings you all here?
5: Oh. Oh, we were here to visit a friend, if it's, that's not too forward to say.
3: She looks around. Seems like you were a bit late.
1: Uh, yes, I think we were um, possibly several months late.
3: <laughs> yes, indeed you were.
1: What are you doing here?
3: I am looking for something. Oh, can we help? You want to offer me help?
1: Well, I mean, what are what are you looking for?
3: I am looking for an odd arcane object. Perhaps you've seen it. It was hidden from me some time ago. It is a crystalline skeleton, very small. Hmm.
1: Oh, what's it for?
3: Oh. You said you would help me. Not that I had to give you any more information than that.
5: Oh, I'll help. I'm looking for this small crystalline skeleton. I've seen crystallines and I've seen skeletons, but I've never seen them put together. Um, I want to find one.
1: Um, just to um, a point of clarification on um, my part. Um, I think I only um, asked. I only asked if I could help. I. I did not say I would help.
3: You are... Bordering on rudeness. Oh! In a way, I would urge caution.
1: Oh, I I don't mean to be rude. Um, I just
3: realized... But you are correct. And I should be used to dealing with fey such as this despite the yeah, so, effect ex- that this Exactly
1: I I saw it really, also um that we are in a faglin, so I I I realize I should probably Your yammering be a is tiring. More,
3: ex-
1: excuse me. Your um,
3: yammering exhausts me. Well, I'm Would I'm trying like to my help best. Me
0: find- a boat comes out of the glen at this point having heard everything going on. He's like, "Ma'am, how do you do?"
3: She's going to look at you. You can sort of feel annoyance building in her.
0: I'm sorry for my friends, ma'am, but uh Hey! I think it's I didn't ask for you to apologize for
5: me. Yeah, don't apologize for Koza. Anyway, he's doing his best. I'm
1: doing I my was best. Gonna ha-
5: Guys be quiet, I'm trying to handle this. Uh
1: I I had it I had it handled. I did Ma'am, did you did
0: you happen to see uh what hap- I, what the events that that occurred here uh with these soldiers coming in?
3: I did not witness them firsthand, but I did come after the ruckus. Excuse me, but I I have this handled. Ma'am, did you yes, see you, see what happened yes, here? Yes, you did.
0: Yes, you did, buddy. I'm just trying to close the deal.
3: Well, I
1: I didn't I didn't ask for your help.
3: And what will you give me for the information I can give I need give you to be you?
1: quiet. I'm talking to my friend here now. <laughs> will you guys trying... handle him?
0: He was... This
3: is about to be real bad.
0: Will you guys <laughs> okay. handle him, please?
1: I,
3: I, uh, I, I don't need to be uh, <laughs> handled.
0: Anyway, ma'am, uh, I understand you're looking for a crystal skeleton.
3: I am indeed.
0: Well, I'm sure we might be able to help you find it. But in the meantime... I could give you this bitchin' lion ring that I've got.
1: Koza's gone over and is just poking at a corpse with his, with his staff.
0: <sniffs> you could uh, you could consider it a down payment of good faith, if you could uh, maybe give us some information.
3: This is meaningless to me, well, but I could use the skeleton.
0: It's a gesture. You know, we'll it help you find the skeleton. It is an empty one. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but anyways, can you, uh, you know, I've got a little bit of experience with investigation and solving mysteries. Uh, where was the last place you saw your, uh, crystalline skeleton?
3: In my home before it was stolen
0: from uh, me. Do you have any suspects on who might have stolen it?
3: She gestures broadly to the corpses in the glade.
0: The, the soldiers?
3: Oh, soldier could do nothing to me. Ah, uh, so but the, the Fae,
1: Fae.
0: The Fae. Yes, yes. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had some dealings with the Fae in the past, so I, I completely understand where you're coming from on this. Um, well, if you uh, can give us a little bit of time, we're happy to go search and see if we can't find it.
3: I will give you some time. I do not wait long.
0: Can you give us two hours?
3: I could be convinced. I might have supper ready for me then. Perhaps a lunch.
0: Should we meet you at your place at the
3: end of the two hours? You will find it difficult to find my hut. Uh. I will, however, find you. And as she says this, there is a moment of wind that kind of makes you close your eyes from the the kick up of debris and dust when you open your eyes she's gone
0: does Boat remember that um, Solinar got that skeleton does he I don't remember what happened when Solinar found that did he keep it a secret
3: Uh, no no,
4: it was it was right in the middle of the group because we okay. all decided to stop and dig for it. The thing okay. is, Solonar didn't keep the skeleton. He mm-hmm. very intentionally did not keep the skeleton. Okay. Did uh he did keep the flower? Okay. With the red crystal vial. Did he bury it? All right. He reburied the skeleton. Okay.
0: All right. So, boat after looking around and seeing that Baba Yaga has disappeared, boats like all right. Everybody, clock's ticking. Let's uh let's go get that skeleton. Oh, uh, would Solinar. we Go get it. Well, that that woman is a extremely powerful creature that could probably flatten us in an instant. You weren't with us the first time we passed through here, but we almost went down a road that led to her hut and we just went in a different direction and I've just been so thankful all all this time that we never did that.
1: Wait. Uh what who
0: we don't want her we need to get her off our backs and also if she can give us any information on what happened that would be valuable we have our suspicions but we need to really figure out exactly what happened
1: well uh if 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 she's so powerful and um there we're we're um concerned about her possibly getting this strange artifact Should we perhaps just get the artifact and run?
0: I feel like running from the Baba Yaga is not going to be a good ending for us, especially with Lord Alden dead and not able to protect us.
1: I see. So do we need to make a plan to
4: fight? Solinar steps out from stealth, holding the uh, crystal flower with the red liquid. Mm -hmm. And it's like... I'm pretty sure what she's actually after is this. Well, she didn't say that. No, she didn't. But my inclination is to say that this needs to not be with us at the time that we present her with the skeleton because if she finds that we give her the skeleton, but she locates the crystal flower on us, then we're, go- we're going to have more problems than we have solutions for. Yeah, we should say we found it in somebody's house or something. Uh, Koza, for your edification, the the Baba Yaga is a... mostly a children's tale of, you know, like, oh, you better be good, or she'll fly along in her mortar and pestle and steal you away and eat you up. But my understanding... From having spent a little bit of time in this general area is that the stories of children eating are partially true and that many people have gone to try to face her people who are very very skilled warriors who are very well armed who have never been seen again would i have heard baba Yaga's stories probably right
1: yes yeah.
3: probably Oh, but I mean, you're just as Larian. Yeah. you're 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 more Larian than Solinar is.
1: Um. Oh, but no, those are just stories.
4: i I'm, I'm here to tell you, buddy. That woman that we were just talking to is what all of those stories are based on. So, I don't really want to find out exactly how much is fact and how much is fiction, because if even a third of it is fact. Then we're out of our depth. By a long shot.
1: Um, okay. Then should one of us take the the crystal flower and just be the one who runs while the, the, the rest um
4: gives over the skeleton? I'm not super keen on that as an idea, but... So far as I can tell, she's unaware of myself or Alita, so the two of us could clear out. I don't, I don't know where the Silver Temple is, though, and I don't know that Alita's going to be in much of a position to talk about that in the immediate future. But if we got out of the forest and maybe went north and sat and laid low for a little bit, Although thinking about that now, I don't know where Barosian Ber- soldiers might show up, cause apparently they're this far south. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm at a bit of a loss right now. I, this, this doesn't feel like something I can strategy my way out of.
5: What if we eat it?
4: I, I don't know what it does. I, well, I mean, like, what if it, like. One drop of grows a huge tree. Oh. I don't, I don't want to be the guy who died of having a huge tree grown out of him.
5: No, that makes sense to me.
4: Hey, so, she, she eats
0: children, right? Maybe. Cole That's was a child. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> <coughs> what if he, what if he ran after all the hubbub with the black dragon? And she ate he's... him. And she ate a demon soul and and him.
4: More more importantly, what if he's at her hut? Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Yeah.
0: That that puts a, a bit of a, a stick in the spoke of running
4: away. She uh. did she
5: did promise to give us information. Mm-hmm. <coughs>
4: I hope this should uh I don't Okay. Alright. All right, I have an idea. I don't love it, but I have an idea. We go, we collect the fairy skeleton, and we present it to her. In exchange, we ask for information specifically about Cole. If it turns out she has him, but she's not getting the flower, which is what she really wants, and he's still alive and well. Then we trade the flower for coal. I can get behind that. I just, I don't know what it does. I I don't know what we're I mean, giving her. Here's but. how I'm looking at it. At this point, number one,
0: if it's a choice between the flower and the boy, I choose the boy. Cole and, comes first. And if, like... But with the state of things right now, like how could it possibly make make it worse, no matter what the
4: flower does? Why would you even say that? quick question why would you v- hex us in such a easily done way? Gozo, question. you have a question
1: oh yeah, um oh, this is Chapman having a question okay did the fl- was the flower a vial? right
3: inside the flower was a glass vial of red liquid
1: is the vial have like a stopper to it
3: Mm, not that you can tell no It's, it's a weird it you know how like codexes have a small filter of liquid inside them so if you break them open whatever's inside gets destroyed yeah There's a similar mechanic of this thing being inside the crystalline flower, leading you to believe there's probably a trick to opening it, or you just smash in case of emergency kind of thing. Solinar
4: tried to remove the vial without disrupting the rest of the crystal skeleton or the flower, and instead ended up snapping off the entire flower so and i think he ended up with like a 17 or something on his sleight of hand check to make that happen so
1: is the flower itself magical like are any of the glass bits magical
3: sounds like a, an arc and check or a detect magic spell do i even have detect magic
1: do, do any of y'all have I detect magic solenar doesn't
5: oh I, I, I can i can detect good or evil
4: I know Solinar tried to use Arcana on the flower before. Um, all right, two questions. Question number one, how far are we from the X marks the spot trees?
3: Not immensely.
4: Okay, but that can mean a lot of things when two hours is our time limit. It
3: is. It is probably about a 20 minute walk from where you are.
4: Okay. Question number two, then can Solanar sit down with this flower and his spell book and attempt to do a little bit more of a researched Arcana check. Arcana. You can't you can't do this to me. You can't do this to me. No. It
5: was inevitable. It was always gonna happen.
4: A more researched arcana check to figure out what it is and what it does.
3: I will let you roll with advantage if you are going to do a research check. Uh, also, as a side note, talking about that, uh, the horse girl suggested we get merch that says Arkana, and then on the back, however you read it, that's how it's that's how it's pronounced.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna gonna kind of sit there with Solinar as he does this.
3: Uh, are you gonna give him an assist?
1: Um, if there's a way I can help, I mean I think he's already have an advantage, right?
3: Yeah, but you are far more magically educated than anyone else that is in this party.
1: True. Okay.
3: So I will let you give an assist on this.
1: I, I am just like out of curiosity, what is your intelligence, Solinar?
4: Fourteen.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm less smart about magic. <laughs> Solonar has Your magic isn't
3: book learning magic. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of sit there. Yeah, I'm trying to study it and try to, I'm trying to notice whatever I can about it. Also, while I'm there
3: with All right, roll a d4 and add it to whatever. (laughs) If if his
0: magic isn't book learning magic, then it's street learning magic. So he's like David Blaine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm seeing if there's a like a sleight of hand move I can do to get the little vial out from the inside.
3: I'm sorry, he's running the magic test and you're doing the sleight of hand?
4: Yeah, yeah I think that's how that should work for
1: All sure. Right, just,
3: just just, real quick as a side note, uh, Solinar, you're the one who's got the vial, right?
1: Yes. My d4...
3: You're going to let Koza take the vial from you.
1: Oh, no, no, uh, I'm, I'm not actually doing that right now. I'm waiting until <laughs> okay, we... Okay, I
3: was about to be like... Um, I'm
1: waiting until we studied it a little bit because I, I do want to see what is possible. So yeah, I rolled a D, a D, I, for, I rolled a 4 on that D4.
3: Oh, perfect. All right.
4: Uh in between flipping through pages, Solonar's going to look up and be like, "Uh I, I I hate to do this, but while I try to figure out what this is, and I think it looks like Goza's is setting up to help me, can you guys go and get the fairy skeleton?" On it. I would I would strongly strongly advise you not to touch it with your bare hands.
5: On it. And I won't eat it.
4: Definitely don't eat it. I we won't. need it. We need it uneaten.
5: Oh, I won't do that.
4: Okay. Great. Great.
3: Boat, what you doing?
4: Boat's
0: really uh been sort of not paralyzed, but really like overly focused on like Cole's whereabouts after his revelation. So he's just been kind of pacing sort of thinking about that, really worried about him.
3: All right. Johannes, you're going to go out. It's going to take you 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back to get the skeleton. When you arrive, you see that the little mound of dirt that you guys, when you covered it back up, is pretty obvious. So it's not hard for you to track it down. How are you going to get it out of the hole?
5: Tracked it. I'm going to take out the um, shovel i'm gonna shovel it
3: a little indelicate for a crystalline artifact but uh, okay Mm -hmm. so you're gonna scoop it like you're mucking a horse stable Mm -hmm. and then run with it
5: oh i I thought you're when you said get it out i thought you meant like get it out of the like get the dirt off and
3: I was expect no, I was asking how you're getting it out oh. of the ground since you've said that you shouldn't touch it with your skin.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. I get it out of the ground with a shovel. And then um what size is this? Uh little crystalline baby.
3: It's not very large. Baby.
5: Um Can I put it inside of my bronze censure?
1: Bip it in a censure.
3: You could fit it in the sensor, yes.
5: I do that.
1: Bip it.
3: With like, are you wearing gloves?
5: Um, I don't know. How are, I think I usually wear gloves.
3: Are you scooping it? Like, how are you getting it in without touching it with your bare hands? Um Are you wearing gloves?
5: Yeah, I am, but I'm probably not, I'm gonna uh not using them. I'm probably just taking this cinch here and I'm like, kind of like, yeah, doing a little scoopy, like ball and <laughs> like cup. Like you're using
3: a pooper scooper no, to get like, this.
5: like ball and cup, which I did a lot of when I was younger.
3: Again, very indelicate for a crystalline artifact, but okay. Mm. I do want
1: to say, I have no idea if that is um, Johannes or Alan saying he did a lot of ball and cup when he was a kid.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, both. Let's be real.
3: Ball mm. is life. Solinar?
4: Uh, so I'm adding a d4 to my advantage roll?
3: Yes. Okay.
4: How's a 23 treat you? How 23? does
3: it? 23 does good so as you are going through this book you see a sort of scratched note in the corner of one of the pages that discuss various types of alchemical mixtures and what their different abilities are it's a small note there's not much to it but what you can glean from it is that there is a specific kind of filter that is dangerous and borderline impossible to create that is a filter of concentrated life essence. While it cannot resurrect the dead that have been dead for some time, you can breathe life back into a body that life has just left.
4: So it's a potion of revivify inside this crystal.
3: There seems to be a note of... Fearful revenance to the mixture itself, implying there is more to this than simple revivify. I do you mean reverence? That's what what I say.
4: You said revenance, which to no. me immediately says uh, you use this and then they come back as a spirit of <laughs> like
3: no, vengeance
4: no. that I, like.
3: I meant I I meant reverence.
4: Okay, yeah. cool. Just checking, because that was like, not we, a Freudian oh slip. It does
3: not turn you into a revenant.
4: Yeah. And we found it at a bodega. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the glass itself is not anything magic.
3: There seems to be, from what you can glean, Koza, there seems to be some kind of spell of protection on the crystal that is cradling this potion.
1: So if I was to try to like shillelagh this thing It wouldn't
3: Why do you want to smash it?
1: Look I
4: don't Don't worry about it
5: Don't yuck his yum
4: it, He's just gonna know what his options are I think is where we're at yeah. right this moment Yeah
3: You oh, you can tell that smashing it Coca. Will cause some kind of effect To occur
1: Um can, can I see that Real quick
4: uh what what you got in mind, because I I just read a very alarming note about the contents of this glass.
1: So what if we just went ahead and got the contents out of the glass? And then we uh, could give her the glass when she asked for that.
4: I alright.
1: Koza's all right.
3: so dedicated to like trying to pull one over on the Baba Yaga in a way that is confusing and alarming.
4: I the problem I have with
3: that... Lisa the Beautiful. is
4: just feeling a little fae. <laughs> the problem I have with that is that this is kind of our bargaining chip, and if we break it or make it not what she wants, then... We'll
1: have another bargaining chip because we'll have the thing inside of it.
4: I don't think we will have the thing inside of it. I think if we break it out... We're going to end up breaking it. I mean, look at how fragile this thing is. And Solonar just like touches the little the little vial piece, and like it wiggles. He's like, "That's this is bad news. This is bad news for us as a group." Cuz is gonna pick up a stick, break it, and then cast mind on it in front of Solinar. I both understand and respect where you're coming from with this. I, too, would rather not give the Baba Yaga all of this, whatever she plans to use it for. But the flip side of that is that I really, really don't want to try to screw her over and then have her decide that maybe instead of helping us, our bones would make uh, crunchy bits for her next stew.
1: Because it's like, I learned everything I know from you. (laughs)
3: you all right i learned it from watching you (laughs)
1: uh um i i guess i understand but i feel like we need some sort of plan
4: that's i mean i think a big well a big Part of the plan is to not give her the flower in the first place and see if we can get our hands on coal without doing that. I
1: I guess what I'm worried is if she has the sense that that we know where the flower is, she'll just eventually decide to just find a way to take
4: it. I mean that's a that's a fair concern, absolutely. I This is this is what I have. This is the utility that I have at my disposal. I really don't think that a fight with the Baba Yaga goes well for us right now. Maybe, maybe, if we become, you know, like legendary adventurers, then like were we to be the kinds of adventurers, per se, that have stolen the king from the crown of Boris, wait. (laughs) <laughs> Stolen the crown from the king of Boris. We can do both. Stolen Boat's the new crown goal. Prince. Doki
3: Doki, the Emperor of the Boris Empire. Become other Emperor of the <laughs> Boris Empire.
4: <laughs> you gotta have goals. Well remember, Boat. He only becomes Emperor once he's had an heir. So Conveniently, gotta...
3: you guys are going to go. Uh, save the group's child yep
4: I, I get this strong impression that the Barrosian empire is not going to let their emperor be like no i adopted him it's all very legal well who knows maybe maybe we'll maybe. all discover that boat has
0: a biological child i'm not saying it's likely but we might all uh,
5: discover that
3: I Maybe. can't imagine who it would be if there was if there was a character introduced that was actually secretly Boat's long lost child.
5: Maybe the journey was the biological children we had along the mm-hmm. way.
3: I have questions about that. <laughs> As you are having this dialogue, Boat is pos- po- like pacing a hole in the ground. Johannes, you arrive back with your skeleton and um. also the tiny skeleton.
5: I'm back and more skelly ton than ever.
3: You helped a skeleton, Johannes. Oh,
0: heck yeah. You brought back a ton of skellies with you.
5: Oh my gosh, you guys are too much...
4: Before I turn you over to the credits and the post roll, I have a little announcement for next week's release. We will be going back to Rooftop Dance Part 2, in part because both our lovely podcast editors will be in Atlanta with us at DragonCon, doing panels and participating in shenanigans, which would leave either of them a little over a day to fully produce and publish an episode. So we had Scott work this one up for us in advance. Thanks again, Scott. And real quick, thanks to all of you for listening to all of our shenanigans. Joining the Patreon leaving us reviews, and commenting in the Discord. This show wouldn't be what it is without all of you. Ding dong, bing bong. Who's
6: bringing you this episode of Quid Pro Roll today? Well, it's the delightful people at our Patreon, including Kira Mays. Thank you so much. Marion Klatt, you are awesome. I'm, like, so grateful that you exist. Uh, Natalia Pearson, you're heckin' awesome. i like never seen a more awesome person. Olivia Latham, you're the best. Thank you. Sean Britton, I am in debt to you. I owe you a life debt and or a beer, your choice. Uh, uh, Sith Lord Dippy, man, ha- I couldn't have Dippied without you. And I'm really thankful. Uh, WolfDaddy72, I'm, God, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you, daddy. And yes, Mountain, yes, Mountain. These are awesome, you you guys are great. Thank you for making quid Pearl roll possible. Like literally, I'm I'm so grateful, so. Thank you from me, I'm Alon and I'm thanking you. On the post roll, making it too long and Gabe is gonna be mad at me. But I love you so much, I couldn't do it without you.
4: Thank you. Those are Barosian soldiers?
5: Oh wait, I didn't know that. I take that back. I'm sick. Alana well, sick.
4: No, no, <laughs> no. Both said both said Barosian soldiers, and then Johannes holds up one oh, of the soldiers. Oh, for dudes. clarification. I think Never that works. <laughs> I, I'm not sick. I'm so yeah, well.
3: You're doing great. You're doing great, buddy. I, yeah.
4: I think that
5: works.
6: Yeah.